48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Investigators probed the deadly fire in Jordan, which has turned the spotlight on safety issues in old buildings. A student union says it's considering an alternative venue to screen two contentious documentaries after the university said no. The health secretary says the government is still discussing the planned mandatory coronavirus testing scheme with doctors. And the Consumer Council warns that pasta may contain more than just pasta. An investigation is underway into Hong Kong's deadliest fire in almost a decade after seven people died in a blaze in Jordan last night. More than a dozen people are in hospital with at least seven in critical condition. Police suspect the fire started in a flat that was being used as an unlicensed Nepalese restaurant. Firefighters rushed to the four-storey tenement building on Canton Road and put out the blaze within minutes. DAB lawmaker Vincent Cheng visited the scene this morning. He said the accident highlighted fire safety issues in old buildings. This building is very difficult to check that they are legal or illegal because they may have a few a kind of these buildings inside. They have a little restaurants. They may not like really open for everybody. They may book it for the people who are ethnic minorities or special unit. So we do worry about it because you, as, you, as we see, this is a really old building and all the fire system and all the system is not that good. So it's really dangerous if they have any fire happen. A Nepalese woman at the scene this morning expressed sadness at the tragedy during the Hindu festival Diwali. It's a very huge tragic for the whole family, but uh, we, I really didn't know anything about them. But uh, when we see the news in the Facebook, I just want to pray for all the family, the family, and then the incident happens. Um, so sorry for them. The Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says the government is still in talks with local doctors over how to implement its new mandatory coronavirus testing scheme. Candace Wong has more. The government gazetted the legal framework for the scheme over the weekend, but Professor Chan says officials are still discussing with doctors' groups over its implementation. She says the scheme will only be triggered under specific circumstances and if the government finds the participation rate of voluntary testing to be low. The head of the medical association, Choi Kin, says the government didn't consult them over the scheme, saying doctors have reservations amid fears that patients with minor symptoms won't want to see a doctor in case they're forced to take a COVID-19 test. He urged the government to draft a criteria of symptoms under which patients should take a test as a guideline for doctors and to avoid argument with patients. The Polytechnic University Student Union is hoping to screen at a restaurant in Kowloon Bay two documentaries about last year's police siege after the school banned the screenings on campus. Tomorrow marks a year since the start of the siege of the Hung Hom campus, which involved violent clashes between anti-government protesters and police. Joe Choi, a member of the student union, says the government rated the documentaries as level three for people aged 18 and above. He said the school refused the screenings, even though the union promised to check audience goers' identity cards to deny entry to minors. We will now try to move the venue to outside the campus. And luckily we have support from local restaurants, so we will move the venue to Kowloon Bay. We have restarted the application procedure yesterday as well. We will conduct site visiting today and try to comply with the social distancing rule. However, we will try to close the venue and it will become a private area at the moment. But however, we still apply the rule of social distancing as well. 
The LegCo Commission has held its first meeting for the extended term, but Chairman Andrew Lang says members didn't discuss what to do with the salaries paid to four disqualified pro-democracy legislators. Dennis Kwok, Alvin Young, Kwok Aki and Kenneth Leung were ousted last week following a ruling by the NPC Standing Committee. Mr Leung said the Commission will discuss the matter after legal advisers finance relevant documents. The Commission consists of 12 pro-establishment members and handles administrative matters for the legislature. The Consumer Council says it's found insect fragments in all of the pre-packed pasta samples that it's tested. The Council says one of the 35 samples contained as many as 548 tiny insect fragments. Most samples also contained hair and bits of metal and plastic. The Council's Chief Executive, Gilly Wong, says consumers don't need to worry as long as they cook the pasta thoroughly, but stress that producers need to improve their quality control. When you buy the uh, wheat, you have to check, you know, the quality of the wheat about, you know, its hygiene level, especially, you know, when we are talking about uh, the insect fragments. You can test it out uh, and, and have, uh, have your own quality control mechanism to ensure your raw material is already uh, in a very um, clean mode. And when you produce it, if you have a very good hygiene, uh, we believe, you know, that will make your pasta cleaner for consumers to consume. The United States has registered 11 million coronavirus cases as health experts join calls for President Trump to start handing over power so Joe Biden can get to grips with the crisis. The leading U.S. infectious diseases expert Anthony Fauci said it would be better for public health if the transition began immediately. Dr. Krutiti Kupali, assistant professor at the Division of Infectious Diseases at the Medical, of, Medical University of South Carolina, agrees. We need to be able to have access to privileged information that the Trump team has. We need to know information about the vaccine distribution plan that they have come up with and other information that the Trump team has been developing over the course of the last few months. So the Biden team needs that information, and that's not information that they can get at the last minute. That's information that takes weeks to months for them to get. Donald Trump has so far refused to accept defeat. The former U.S. President Barack Obama has warned that a lack of commonly held facts fueled by conspiracy theories is causing the United States to become ever more divided and resentful. Mr. Obama said there was more division now than when he came to power 12 years ago. Some of that is attributable to our current president who actively fanned division because he felt it was good for his politics. But it preceded him and it will outlast him. Some of it has to do with broad socioeconomic factors, growing inequality, the growing division between rural and urban America. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is having to self-isolate after meeting a member of Parliament who's tested positive for the coronavirus. Mr Johnson, who had a severe case of COVID-19 earlier this year, has no symptoms but was told to isolate by the National Coronavirus Tracking System. Here's the BBC's Nick Erdley. It comes ahead of what was expected to be a big week for the government, with Mr Johnson seeking to get back on the front foot after the faction fighting of recent days. He's expected to continue to speak to the country from isolation, and number 10 is understood to be exploring ways he could contribute to Parliament remotely. Mr Johnson has of course tested positive for the virus in the past, but that doesn't mean an exemption under the test and trace rules. South Australia has been put on high alert over an outbreak of COVID-19 at the state's first community transmission of the virus since April. 
The number of cases more than quadrupled overnight to 17. The cluster is believed to be linked to a hotel in the state capital, Adelaide, that was used by incoming travellers and local residents who can't quarantine safely at home. And a SpaceX capsule carrying four astronauts is hurtling towards the International Space Station after successfully launching from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos. Stage two fuel load is complete. Have an amazing trip and know that we are all for one. Thanks, Jay. The SpaceX Falcon rocket with its crew capsule and passengers lit up the dark Florida sky. A 12-minute flight to orbit that the company and its customer NASA say represents the new normal. After a demonstration mission in May, SpaceX vehicles have now been fully certified to carry people and this mission is the first of six commercially contracted taxi rides to the International Space Station. NASA says using private transportation services in low Earth orbit will save it billions. It can more usefully spend on taking astronauts back to the Moon and on to Mars. Peru's interim president, Manuel Marino, has resigned days after taking office. He lost the support of Congress following the death of two anti-government protesters. Widespread demonstrations were triggered by the impeachment of Mr. Marino's predecessor, Martin Vizcarra, on corruption allegations. Mr. Marino denied that he'd ousted President Vizcarra and said the violence that led to the demonstrators' deaths was unacceptable. Quiero expresar mis sentidas condolencias. I want to express my sincere condolences to the families of the victims who died during the protests, where citizens practice their right to liberty. All of Peru is in mourning. Nothing can justify a legitimate protest which ends with the deaths of Peruvians. We live in a democracy. Peru is our homeland. And just like everyone else, I want the best for our country. The Turkish president Recep Tayyip Erdogan has visited the abandoned beach resort of Varosha in northern Cyprus for a politically motivated picnic. There were protests by both Greek and Turkish Cypriots. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. It rained and it was too dark for a picnic, but to President Erdogan it didn't matter. He'd set foot on what's become a symbol of the island's division since 1974 and made it clear that the split should be permanent. He called for two separate states, not the reunification along federal lines that the United Nations has been working towards for years. With him was his nationalist protégé, who ousted the federalist incumbent in last month's presidential election in northern Cyprus. A clear statement of intent to mark the founding 37 years ago of a state that no country bar Turkey recognises. A racing pigeon has fetched a record 1.9 million US dollars at auction in Belgium. The bird named New Kim was bought by a wealthy fan in China where the sport has gained a huge following. New Kim's breeder says his family were in total shock. The head of the auction house, Nicolas Geiselbrecht, said the sale was remarkable. We can already say that this record price is uh, unbelievable because this is a female Usually a male is worth more than a female because it can produce more offsprings, uh, more children. So it's very exceptional to have a female uh, for this price. We did not expect that the pigeon would go so high. The Japanese economy has surged out of recession, recording growth of 5% in the third quarter. The slump largely caused by the pandemic was the worst in Japan since the Second World War. And currencies, the US dollar is trading at 104.51 yen, the euro is 1 US dollar 18 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 25 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,276, 120 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $82 billion. And now with the sports, it's Adam Chung.
We start with golf and a historic achievement for the world number one Dustin Johnson, who's claimed his first Masters title with a record-breaking low score at Augusta. Johnson secured his second major with victory by five shots. He finished the tournament on 20 under par. Beating the previous Masters record low of 18 under, set by Tiger Woods in 1997 and matched by Jordan Spieth in 2015. Here's the BBC's Ian Carter. The green jacket was a perfect fit. The champion played record-breaking golf to secure his second major and first Masters title. Despite bogeys at the fourth and fifth, which offered hope to the chasers, Johnson unflappably collected five birdies in a closing 68. It left the world number one 20 under par, the lowest Masters total by two and five shots clear. Cam Smith shared second place with Sung Jae Im, the Australian Smith becoming the first player to break 70 in all four rounds at Augusta. Johnson also became the first player since Tiger Woods in 2002 to win the green jacket while leading the world rankings. As a kid, you know, dreaming about winning the Masters, you know, having Tiger put the green jacket on you, you know, it's, it still seems like it's a dream, but, you know, I'm here and, you know, what a great feeling it is and, you know, I couldn't be more excited. In Formula One, Lewis Hamilton has also written his name into the record books. The Mercedes driver clinched his record equaling 7th F1 championship crown after a hard-fought victory at the Turkish Grand Prix. He's matched Michael Schumacher's number of world titles and has more race wins and pole positions than the German. That means Hamilton now has to be considered the best driver the sport has ever produced. When I was young when we were watching the Grand Prix and this is way, way beyond our dreams and I think it's so important for kids out there to hopefully see this and know that no one to tell, don't listen to anybody that tells you you can't achieve something extremely impossible. The Hong Kong swimmer Siobhan Hawhey set another Asian record at the International Swimming League in Budapest. Competing for energy standard on the first day of the semifinals, she led from the front in the 100 meters freestyle, securing her second win in the event in this year's ISL. Her time of 51.12 shaved another two hundredth of a second off her own Asian record, which she only set two weeks ago. It's the fourth time in all that the 23-year-old has broken the continental record in the past month, dragging it down from the time of 51.59 set in mid-October. She also took the 200 meters freestyle in 1 minute 51.36, just two-tenths of a second off her own record. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. Investigators probe a deadly fire which has turned the spotlight on safety issues in old buildings. The Health Secretary says the government is still discussing the planned mandatory coronavirus testing scheme with doctors. And the Consumer Council warns that pasta may contain more than just pasta. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Monday the 16th of November is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. And as we wrap up the Hong Kong International Literary Festival, we managed to interview loads and loads of wonderful authors. If you missed out on any of those interviews, feel free to go back on the Radio 3 homepage and the archive to revisit some of them. Of course, you can also go back to the Facebook page and click on videos, um, and you'll be able to see some of the, the authors that came into the 123 show. And you can do so by going to Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And right and for today's program, very busy program for you. Just after half past one, we're talking about the emotional aspects of money. And we'll be talking about it with Alison 